What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is I, the microphone messiah. I'm not joined by Brandon. I'm not joined by Brian. I'm not even joined by baby Huey. I'm joined by the uh, creator of Stockton Lord Icon, Mr. Mike Miller. Mike, how you doing, man? I'm great. Hey, it's just great to be here, man. And I, you know, I, you mentioned Huey and, you know, I mean, come on. He, I mean, Huey, on. Huey comes on and like, like once or twice a year. Right. But I mean, you know, the last time, you know, he was on, it was, it was great. Uh, it was great stuff. It was great fire. Yeah. No, I mean, Huey was on with the, uh, <laughs> he was on the end of year awards show. You know, I, I like to throw him on that to, to kind of jazz it up, but we're right. here to, we're here to talk about AEW battle of the belts. It took place Saturday. It was a live special on TNT. It was an hour. There were three matches, an interim TNT title match, a FTW title match, and then the AW Women's World Championship. So with that being said, let's talk about the TNT title. Uh, Cody Rhodes, I guess he, he was in isolation. He'd been exposed to COVID-19. So AW, you know, they throw out an audible. They, they uh, set out to crown an interim TNT champion. So I assume, spoiler alert, you know, Sammy Guevara won. I assume Sammy and uh, Cody will have a, a match for the undisputed TNT championship, which – I mean, they have, they have a nice little story going, so that's uh, sure. that that's that's uh, that's something interesting. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on an interim championship like this? You know, that's a little page out of the playbook of uh, UFC. Uh, a lot of times, when a when a guy's injured in training or whatever, they'll they'll put somebody up in into the match with who who he was going to fight at the next pay per view, and then boom, you got an interim. It just, I mean, I like it because it kind of creates a little extra buzz. Um, so. You know, Sammy was was a champ, and you know, obviously, Cody deserved the win. He got the win, so that's that's the way it goes. So, but now he has a little bit of uh, a little bit of bragging rights, and and I would imagine that they would, uh, you know, maybe they'll do it on a on a dynamite or upcoming, or maybe they'll save it for a pay per view. Who knows? Absolutely, I, I like this uh, this idea of like these one off specials. I think doing these periodically throughout the year because their pay-per-views are kind of so spread, spread apart. I think it, it helps like to cap storylines off. And plus, hopefully, you know, it won't make their pay-per-views like four hours, like they have been over the last couple months. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think that at some point, I mean, right now there's the four big pay-per-views right for, throughout the year. And then they do like the, the winter is coming in December on, on dynamite. And, and I, I really like that because it's a, it's a destination in between the pay-per-views. Right? So I think that that's a, that's a really cool way to do it. Um, when you're, when you're dealing with that sort of thing, I, I, I think that at some point AEW, you know, they, it just makes sense that they'll add more pay-per-views. I mean, do you agree? Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think, I think, uh, I'm not going to call him TK. Everybody calls him TK. I think the con has, uh, kind of figured out what he actually likes with just like the, the four big pay-per-views, you know, going, retro WWF style like they did back in the day and periodically they would do like a a big coliseum video special type deal or something like that so I I think I think Tony's found found what he likes and uh yeah it's just look the main the main thing about these little specials as long as they keep the pay-per-views shorter because like you know those AEW pay-per-views they've started to drag they really have it's uh yeah I mean I could definitely see them moving to six at some point, I mean, I don't think they'll go monthly. I definitely not like anytime soon. But I could see it. I could see a, a fifth and a sixth at some point uh, in in the future. I mean, I, you know, who, who knows? I mean, what do I know? But I, I I think it would be kind of a kind of a cool thing, and, and makes 
you know, you know, almost testing the waters with the dynamites that they're kind of doing as, you know, mini pay-per-views or, you know, just kind of, like you said, end of storyline type of things. But, you know, I, I think that with, uh, you know, Dustin Rhodes, such a great wrestler and, uh, you know, we'd love to get him at a future show. So, um, you know, seeing him on, on a, on a, on a high, kind of a marquee type of event is really cool. And, you know, and Guevara is really good as well. So, um, you know, they had a great match and it's going to be one of those things where, you know, once Cody gets back and is ready to go, you know, I, and I'm not sure, I mean, you might know this more than I do, but is, you know, is Cody going to be on TV every week when he's, cause he's doing the, uh, the talent show, right? The go big show. Is that what? Yeah. Uh, I, I, no, they, uh, he, when he stepped away, when he was feuding with uh, Malachi, that's when he filmed all that stuff. So yeah, he'll uh, he'll be on Dynamite or Rampage or whatever for the foreseeable future future on a weekly basis, I guess, with the championship. Sure. Um, so yeah, that, but but I mean, but that's a good you know, like you said, that's a good it's a good match or a rematch, and it's like you know, Sammy probably should have gotten a rematch anyway. So it's just kind of like it just gives more incentive, I guess. Yeah, no, I mean, was, they, they were scheduled to do it, but, I, but I, you know, with him being the interim champion, it gives it people, I guess, they'll, they'll care more about this in a way. But, I mean, just a couple tidbits from the match. You know, Sammy Guevara, great athlete. You know, he's flipping all over the place. Dustin, you know, he's slowing down the pace, keeping it old school. Uh, Dustin does a Canadian Destroyer to Sammy Guevara off of the uh, apron onto a table where uh, Fuego Del Sol pops up and brings out a table. I was like, okay, cool. You know, every everybody's doing the Canadian Destroyer nowadays, and I I, I think they're they're um I think they really meshed well together. You know, the building that they were in was I forget the name of it, but it was like Dustin, I guess he got his start like in wrestling there. That's what they were saying. So it had like a it had like a nice kind of like homey vibe for Dustin Rhodes and, and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. I you know I'm a I love the I love the Canadian Destroyer big fan of Petey Williams. I, I just love it as like kind of a finisher. I mean, obviously there's the evolution of wrestling. I mean, you know, one super kick used to be a finish, right? Yeah, no, We're yeah. We're going that, back that far, right? Like, you know, that, that, and, that. And the can, well, I'm just saying, I'm going to say the Canadian destroyer destroyer is, is a great move and it's a great finisher. And it just, it just looks so unique. It looks amazing. Right. And uh, I just, you know, I don't know. I see it as a kind of a, maybe if that would have been done in the ring on a table, it might've been the finish, who knows? Yeah, no, it's been a whole, it's been a whole thing. I've I've had these discussions about like certain moves. They don't feel special anymore. Super kick is basically a punch now, you know? I mean, exactly. There are some people who feel that way about like a clothesline because, you know, like Stan Hansen, if he threw it, it was done. In JBL, if he threw a clothesline, it was over, you know, stuff, stuff like that. But I mean, Peter Williams, a great guy. Hope maybe he could be at a Stockton Con one day. You never, you never know. You never know. You never know. Uh, <laughs> mo- moving on from that, let's go to the FTW Championship match. Absolute Ricky Starks, the FTW Champion, defends against Matt Seidel, aka Evan Bourne, from when he was in WWE. Uh, Starks is accompanied by uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, Willie Hobbs, a Bay Area zone. Uh, yeah, so this was this was a cool match. I mean, they they worked well together. Uh, Starks, Starks is excellent, man. Like he should be a bigger deal on, on TV. I, and I know he's doing the whole team Taz thing now, but whenever he breaks away from that, or if, you know, they just stick together and they, they've raised their stock. He can be a really big star. 
Uh, like I said, they worked well together. Starks has one of the best spears in the business. Mm-hmm. The, it's just the full extent on it. I love that. Uh, and then uh, he, he has his finisher. It's uh, the old uh, the old dominator that uh, Bobby Lashley and uh, Ron Simmons used to do. Hold him on your shoulder. You just drive him down. He calls it the Rochambeau. No, nothing too much. Too much. Uh, nothing, I guess. I can't have any more else to say about the match. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky Starks is great. I, I mean, I, I enjoyed watching him in NWA. And, and you could just tell when he was there, he was going to be, a, you know, on a bigger star scale. Where that was going to be at the time, didn't know. But obviously, you know, now with AEW, and he was one of those guys that got a uh, got a chance against Cody and, and made the most of it, right? I mean. Yeah, absolutely. That was a great thing about uh, Cody and those open challenges for that TNT title during the pan, the real like bulk of the pandemic. You see guys like Ricky Starks and Eddie Kingston pop up and stuff like that. Now they have uh, roles within the company. Well, it's, yeah, it's great ways for, for them to obviously evaluate talent and see how the fans react. And, you know, the next thing you know, you know, Eddie Kingston is one of the bigger, bigger stars on, on, the, on the face side. And, and Starks is one of the bigger stars on the, on the heel side, really. I mean, you know, with the FTW title, I, I'm like you said, I agree hundred percent with you. I think when, when Taz and crew get sick of him, <laughs> he's going to, he's going to turn, he's going to go be a face and be a great, great company guy. Absolutely. Now the main event of the evening saw Britt Baker, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, uh, take on Rio for the AEW women's world championship. Um, go check out the interview baby Huey did with Britt Baker. She was just on the ITK. Great interview. Shout out baby Huey. He does a great job. Yeah, he does. You know, that that's a great interview. And, and yeah, I mean, just, uh, you know, rebel and, uh, Jamie Hayter on the outside. I think what Hayter throws, throws the championship in and rebel gets, gets, uh, kicked out and, you know, Rio dived onto rebel on the outside and, you know, just, you know, a rebel and Hayter are playing their role, playing their role. You know, Britt Baker with a sling blade on the outside, a, a curb stomp on the inside. Uh, all in all, she hits the lock jaw one and uh, Rio taps out. Britt Baker is still the AEW Women's Champion. Now, I've had this conversation with other people. I want to have this conversation with you. I feel as though Britt Baker, I mean, she, she, you know, she, she, she's great. You know, pe- people love her. She's over. But like, I feel like she's only as her matches are only as good as the person she's in there with. If she has to lead, it's it's okay, but it's not like very good. But when you know, when she's like in there with like a Thunder Rosa, you see what what they can do together. All of the lights out match that they had on Dynamite last year. So yeah, I, I mean, I think Rio's a great talent. I think that she's been around for a while. Obviously, she was its first champion. I mean, she she is established. But also that being said, she is very small in stature. So working with somebody like Britt, it's a little bit more of a challenge because even though she's an established veteran and has been wrestling for, you know, I don't, I'm not sure of her career, but over, well over ten years, and you have somebody with uh, where Britt kind of needs the lead in that, you know, if, if that makes sense, but maybe, I don't know. It, it, it was still a very good match, but I mean, yeah, I think you're right. Britt, uh, Britt with the great, with the right opponent is, has fantastic matches. And there was also a time where when she won the title that, you know, it almost seemed like she was going to do a face turn there. Right. I mean, and then she had the homecoming in Pittsburgh and Britsburg and all that. 
and then they kind of they just went the other way with it um and then you know so i i think she's at some point going to be a great great phase and i mean it's maybe off maybe a little similar to ricky starks in that but you know maybe that's down the road a little bit yeah i I do remember the the britsburg homecoming i guess like whenever a heel is in their hometown it's the one night in aw where they're a baby face i mean mjf did it he he did it in plain view so yeah I, i probably true i guess now i mean but both women they worked their butts off to make this probably the best encounter to date uh, they did everything they could, man. <laughs> they did everything they could. I love you, Philip. You're awesome. <laughs> hey, Matt. They did everything. Hey, there. I mean, that's the one thing. You you are always. You're not gonna get nights off in AEW. That's all I know. You know when you have, when you have these people like you know Britt and Rio, or they're gonna give their all no matter what. And that's. I mean, they're on a bigger stage. You know, it's a battle of the belts. It's a bigger. You know, it's a another one of these little mini pay-per-views and it was kind of a special one-off right so you know you're going to get that and and i think that uh you know moving forward there's a there's a lot of great matches ahead for all the people on this show you know i think dustin rhodes is obviously doing a great job training some of the AEW folks as well absolutely uh, I mean, I, I think it was the first time like women have main evented an AEW show. So, you know, c- c- I think I think so. So, if that is the case, congratulations. The lights out match was a main event. I thought wasn't it? It might. You know what? I I think it was. I think it was the main event. But that was a, that was a hell of a match. I mean, I love Thunder Rosa from the Bay Area. You know, I mean, awesome, very awesome. One of the top one of the top female wrestlers in the world right now. Absolutely. Let, 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 let me let me let me let me let me recant my statement. I think the the first uh, main event of a special. There you <laughs> go. There we go. There we go. Of a special pay per view event, pay per view adjacent uh, quality show. But uh, yeah, I mean, Battle of the Belts. It was it was fine. You know, I'm sure they'll do another one of these. And uh, you know, different. Cha- they have other championships now. You know, they have the TBS title now. You know, the AW World Title wasn't on the line. Of course, the tag team. Uh, championships weren't on the line so maybe those will be on the line in the next go around when we get to another battle of the belts or another live special like this speaking of the battle of the belts i, I meant to mention this earlier but when you're we talking about the ftw belt i mean it was, it's a it's a featured belt on a battle of the belts pay-per-view slash you know tv special but i mean really realistically it's just tad's walking out and going hey here's the title yeah yeah no i yeah. mean it's like you know, was what? Why don't you? Why don't you start one? I mean, I have, I have a couple championships. <laughs> I, have, I have a couple championships that's been made by West Ghost Design. He'll be at Stockton Con. That's right. Yeah, you, you know. So I, I love I, West Ghost. He's awesome. We'll see, man. We'll, I'll, t- I'll talk to uh, I'll, I'll talk to West Coast or Ugwar. See if I can I can just walk out and hand somebody a bully cast championship. There you go. <laughs> we'll I see. Like it. We'll see. Now let's talk about Stockton Con. It is this Sunday, January 16th. Um, a lot, a lot of guests, star-studded wrestling guests. You have um, Curtis Hussey, who was Fondango in WWE. You have uh, Prince Purdy, aka Tyler Breeze. Uh, Darby Allen rescheduled for Lodi Con, so that, yeah. that he'll be there then. Uh, you have Pentagon, uh, former AEW Tag Team Champion, WWE Hall of Famer Rikishi. Yeah, that that that's awesome, and then of course you have uh, other people like 
Chris uh, Marin, I, I think that or Moran, I think that's how you say his name. I don't want to butcher it. You have Drew Johnson, uh, Dan uh, Breton or Breton. Yeah, Breton. Okay. so great artist. Yeah, for sure. Great artist. Edward Furlong, um, Brandon McKinney, and uh, Jason Mar- Marnocha. Marnoka, yeah. Marnoka, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, explain to people who have never been to a Stockton Con or a Lodi Con what the experience is like. I mean, it's at the Stockton Arena. It's it's it's, it's cool, man. It's, it's, a, it's a nice time. I, I went uh I went to the most recent one. Yeah. I think you've been to the last couple. I think you were to Lodi as well. Yeah, yeah, Lodi, Lodi Con. Yeah, that was uh, that was my first Lodi Con. It was yeah. it, 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 it's fun, man. Yeah, I mean, it's a pop culture event. I mean, it, folks can come out and uh, obviously meet celebrities, meet artists, and uh, we have a ton of vendors. We have uh, uh, over uh, total, we'll have just under two hundred vendors and artists uh, and and guest tables at the event. Um, you know, so we have all types of vendors, comic books. Pop, uh, vinyl pops, uh, you know, Funkos, action figures, uh, anime, manga, all kinds of things. And then, of course, as you mentioned, you know, the formerly Tyler Breeze and formerly Fandango, uh, Rikishi and uh, and um, uh, Penta. I mean, and that's gonna be awesome. So, um, you know, Darby Allen uh, has a, has some filming scheduled this week. So he will be rescheduled for Lodi. So that'll be awesome as well. But, uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's an event where we, you know, this is our, our 10th year of doing events now. So we started in 2012 um, and we've been growing a little bit by a little bit, obviously you know, a little bit of a setback in 2020, uh, you know, with COVID coming through and, and uh, you know, there's been a little bit of a surge lately. We've been working very closely uh, with the uh, state and county health folks uh, to make sure it's a safe event, you know, a mask required, uh, except for when eating, and that's it. Um, you know, and you have to either have a, a negative test or uh, a, a, both doses of a vaccination. So, you know, you're you're coming in and, and we're, you know, like I said, we're trying to make it as safe as possible for the fans and, and have a good time for people. Absolutely, man. I mean, I went to Lodi Con and then I went to the most recent Stockton Con and while we're in this pandemic era. And hey, man, it, it, it felt normal. It was nice to have a sense of normalcy. I love that. But I have to say, I think the one person, the one non-wrestler that I'm most excited to meet uh, that's on this guest list is Joseph Marcel. He played Jeffrey on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we've been lucky. We've uh, we're kind of slowly but surely doing a doing the full cast of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, at, at our previous uh, StockCon winter, we had Tatiana Ali. And originally we had Karen Parsons and Joseph at this show. And Karen had to reschedule for StockCon summer this year. So, um, you know, she had a, a scheduling issue as well. But uh, we're, you know, we're excited to have Joseph. It's going to be fun. Uh, and, and I just found this out a couple of days ago. This is the first ever convention appearance for Joseph. So really? this is, yeah. So you, I mean, people are coming to Stockton Con this weekend. They're going to get to meet him for the first time ever at a convention. So that's going to be cool. Okay. That's what's up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be right in line. I, I love, there you go. love Jeffrey on the Fresh Prince, man. Yeah. So are so, you uh, looking to complete kind of the whole cast? We'd love to. I mean, there's one, there's one person that uh, it's going to be really tough to get, but. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you can get big will. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'd love to, but uh, yeah, I know we, you know, we obviously we love uh, 
we love working with, you know, whatever celebrities we, we can get to come out. And, you know, uh, Tatiana had had a great time here a couple of years ago and, and Karen was really looking forward to it. She felt bad that she couldn't make this one. And, you know, she's going to make it up to the fans in August. So you're, you're going to have to come back to meet her. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I was looking forward to meeting her, but, you know, she had to, re she had to reschedule. That's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be there. I'll, don't worry <laughs> about it. Yeah, I, I will be there. Yeah, nice. man. I mean, going to go to these conventions, like you walk around like you you've had Darth Vader there a number of times. And sure, see had, Andrew Nelson, he'll be there again this time. Absolutely. Hey, I love I love I love chopping up with him. And then you yeah. had a uh, you had Walter Jones who played uh, Black Black Ranger in Mighty Morphing Time. Yeah. And it was cool talking to him because I grew up watching that as a kid. And I'm like, I'm thinking like, this is a trip. I used to watch this dude on TV and I'm talking. To him. <laughs> this is crazy. That, that's yeah, it, a, that's the kind of stuff that happens at these conventions, man. It's 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 wholesome fun. Well, yeah, and you and you get a hap, you, you you get the opportunity to kind of go up and 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 have a one-on-one -on -one interaction with people, and that's a that's a really important thing. And and as, as you mentioned from the original uh, Power Rangers series, we actually have the the uh, we have Romy Sharp who played the original Alpha Five, uh, so she'll be there this weekend as well. So she was a late addition, so we we're lucky to get her to come out. So it's a it's a you know it's a really it's a really cool guest list. Uh, check it out at StocktonCon.com. And uh, you know, we, we have, uh, between our, uh, our special guests, uh, artists, and celebrities, we have over, I think, over 25. So def definitely a chance to, to interact with some folks that are great creators in all, all fields, whether they be, you know, comic books or, or other kinds of art or, you know, movies, TV, wrestling. They're all artists. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right, Mike, thank you so much for doing this. We're going to have to get you on before Lodicon. we got to get for you sure. on for, for something, probably uh, some sort of pay-per-view recap or premium live event. That's what WWE is calling them now. Well, maybe uh, I'll bring a friend with me, too. You never know. You, you, you never know, know who I might drum up. You, you, you never know, man. So plug all the Stockton Con stuff right now while we're here. Sure. Well, just follow us on uh, social media. Uh, Stockton Con is it's all one word, S-T-O-C-K-T-O-N-C-O-N. -C -C -O -O and uh, you can find us on Facebook there, Instagram and Twitter, whichever is your preference. We do have a, uh, we just started a, a TikTok channel. We have a cool video on there and we're, we're going to be posting on our YouTube channel as well. Um, our, one of our guys did a, an interview with, um, uh, with, Tyler Breeze uh, a while back. So that'll be posted, I believe, tomorrow. So that'll be fun. And uh, just check us out online at the, at, check out the website, stocktoncon.com. And you can buy tickets there. Pre-sale tickets are only $10, which is a, a pretty good deal and uh, 15 at the door. Oh, wow. That's awesome, man. Yeah, guys, go, go to StocktonCon, go to Lodicon. Mike has helped, helped this podcast out tremendously with being able to interview people like Kelly Kelly and Ted DiBiase. He's given us a little street cred. That's right, man. Thank you. We, we, we appreciate it. My, myself right, and, and the boys, we, we appreciate it, man. You got it, man. Well, it's a pleasure being with you, man. I love you. And uh, we'll see you this weekend. All right. Thank you, Mike.